Welcome to Between the Browse podcast presented by Buck Ventures Outdoors, where the guys talk about hunting, God, and everything in between. We've got a great show for you today, so sit back, enjoy, and let's get right into it. Well, welcome to the first ever uh, Between the Browse podcast presented by uh, no one. Uh, it's presented by us at the moment. Um, yeah, this is our first podcast ever. We got no idea what we're doing, I don't think. Uh, but we're going to have some fun. Um, this has been a, I feel like, what, like a two year long deal. I've been trying to get Jeff to get a podcast and he wouldn't do it. I'm just going to throw him under the bus right yeah, away. Yeah, let's, let's just uh, confirm that. I've always, never once did I ever say it wasn't a good idea, but it's real weird. Uh, you know, every time Cole. You can always tell when he comes around my office and he peeks in a certain way, you just know that it's dollar signs. He, he wants needs, something. He's, yeah, he wants something, money, whatever it might be. New, and, new camera. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I always just say, well, yeah, I think it's a good idea what, what, how much you need. And, you know, it always starts out a low number and ends up a higher number, no matter what. I don't care if it's $4, it'll end up, start at 4 end up at 10 Um But I, yeah. I did pretty good with this, though. I actually got it cheaper than the number I originally told you. And I, I, I wouldn't even know that. Yeah, so. I, just, I just bought it and said, yeah, we're good to go. Um, but, yeah, we've been kind of wanting to do this for a while. We've had people ask us to do it for a while. And um, with all the time that we have, we finally uh, decided to squeeze it in. So, yeah, first podcast ever. Daniel didn't even know that we were starting a podcast until, like, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. I didn't know the name until five minutes ago. Yeah, he knew the name five minutes ago. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. why, what, why'd we name it Between the Brows? Well, I think it's just uh, a good way to um, be able to talk about anything. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we talk about deer, big deer especially, farms, that kind of stuff. And obviously, that's between the brows in a sense, um, a cool name. Um, but it opens up, you know, anything we want to talk about. I mean, obviously, we are faith-based. Um, you know, I, I believe the only reason we're here today, and I know Daniel can can back me up on this is just because the good Lord wanted us to. It wasn't because we were uh, special in any way. Um, you know, the older I get, I understand what John fifteen five is um, of saying that without him we can do nothing. And and really a new, you know, just listening to Solomon in the Bible of talking of vanity of vanities. I mean, basically anything that we do on this earth um, that we're not doing for the Lord is vanity. So again, um, opens it up for all that, uh, everything between the brows, which uh, we can have some wide brows, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess one thing we, we should have done is introduce who we are because we didn't even say that. So uh, I'm Cole Cannon. We, uh, we've got a, let's say we, they've got a TV show called Buck Ventures. It's on Outdoor Channel. It's been on Sportsman Channel for what? 15 years? Well, we'll get in all that, yeah. but yeah, started actually on the men's channel, Pursuit Channel, then went to Sportsman, yeah, but we can, we'll get into all yeah. that, I'm sure. So I'm Cole, we got Jeff Danker, he's the the head guy, the host, the boss man. He doesn't make many decisions, but he's the boss man, we kind of roll with it. We got <coughs> Daniel McVeigh, he's another host, he's been here 12, 13 years. I lived in Oklahoma for that long, but been with Buck Ventures since... 2005. Yeah. Okay. So seven, 17 years? Is that what that is? 18, 18 years? Yeah. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. So that's a long time, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the end, we got Chansey. Um, 
who's been here three years, two, three years? About two and a half. He's the yep. director of operations slash land manager slash pro staff coordinator slash whatever. And, and then the Ty dude. ain't got his head in here, but he's the new guy on the block back there running camera. So Yeah. We'll, we'll get him on here sooner or later. Mm-hmm. But So anyway, that's who we are. We've, uh, again, Buck Vitcher's been on TV for, I think he started in 2003. We'll get into mm-hmm. all that. So, um, yeah, going forward, just kind of what we, our goal of this and um, what we expect to do, I think, is number one, you know, big deer and deer is kind of um, what we're mm-hmm. – best at i guess knowledge wise that's what we love to do we like i mean we like cutting elk and all that other stuff too but mm. deer is kind of the our bread and butter bread and butter mm. yeah we uh we travel all over the country and hunt big deer that's kind of our deal so with that we'll we'll be talking about hunting and well it, <coughs> excuse me and um uh, you know heck where it all started buck ventures and it was to educate um you know obviously it started on second corinthians 5 7 but it was my idea back then was to educate because kind of where with me, if you don't know, is uh, and I know Daniel as well. I mean, we were Drury fans. We were we loved their videos because they taught. Uh, many people might not even remember, but that one, it was, was it 100% Daniel Fair Chase, 100% Wild, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That in particular, Mark Drury and him was breaking down wind and that kind of stuff. And, you know, the, to tell you the truth, guys um, – I didn't know how to play the wind when I first started, but it was a deal where you were scared to ask anybody. It'd be like being a guy and be sitting around and say, what's fourth down mean when you're watching a football game? It ain't going to happen. No one, you know, they're not going to look that stupid. So as we started with Buck Ventures, and then even when I started Major League Boba Hunter in 2010 was the deal of a novice could sit around and they could learn how not to flood a bedding area, or someone that was a seasoned hunter could pick up nuggets. And then along the way, we would never be that we're know-it-all. We're learning. And uh, so, Cole, to, to kind of go along with you, what I said, that's what we're going to do with this. And, and again, to the, the same thing is we're not going to sit here and tell you we know everything, but we want to – if we don't know – if we're not an expert per se in what we're going to talk about, we're going to try to bring an expert on – and us learn why whoever's listening. Well, yeah, that's one thing we, we talked about having guests on. We're going to have people who are, I guess you could say, experts in a particular category or <clears throat> field, whatever it is, just because, yeah, we don't, especially me. I'm we're, Me and Chancey, we're young. We don't know everything. Y'all know more than we do. But um, Y'all remember that. That's, that's <clears throat> the first time, literally, I've ever heard him say that. I'll get, and I'm I'll not, get back. I'm not now. sure that he meant it. <laughs> I, it but he did say it, and we got it. If we got it on record, we can yeah. just replay that. Like, yeah, but, you know, but yeah, that remember, is a meme. Remember, I'm editing this, so I can cut okay. out anything oh, yeah, I want to edit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have guests on who are kind of experts in particular fields, and, yeah, we're they can share what they know to, obviously, the people who are listening, but mm. I imagine we'll be learning quite a bit along the way, too. So yeah. um, that's one thing we'll be doing. So a lot of hunting education, um, a lot of, I guess we call it big buck work talk, um, how we set up our farms. Um, how we hunt certain deer, this and that, and then uh, obviously hit on early, obviously talk about the good Lord and, um, you know, going to the Bible and all that mm, kind of stuff. Sure. So it'll be fun. Um, hopefully that's something people want to listen to. But um, I guess kind of get going. Um, I'll have Jeff and Daniel bump in here with um, 
how Buck Ventures came about back in 2003, I believe, is when you started the show, but it even started before that. So mm. I'll let you take over, and then Jeff or Daniel can intervene whenever. Yeah. Well, I mean, Buck Ventures started, um, you know, some of you might have heard some of some maybe you haven't, but is, you know, it was that I, I mean, heck, I was roofing for my dad. I made pretty good money. I was rodeoing. Um, and I, I pretty much liked my life. Um, it was fun. But I loved to hunt. I mean, I just loved it. I kind of got bit by that bug. I'd, I'd actually just shot my first deer, guys. You may not even know this. I was 14 years old. I shot a doe with a bow. Um, just, you know, my dad My dad shot a recurve. And I don't know if Daniel, your dad ever did that with a – they'd always have them pie plates, you know, oh, what yeah. you'd call them. I just old paper plate in the, in the hay. All and, you know, a circle. We didn't, and I don't even think yep. they had Sharpies back then. I don't even know what we drew the we, dot with. We just shot the paper plate. Yeah. If we hit the paper plate, we were doing something. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But that just, it, him being out there, and I just remember, it's so stupid. I remember Dad in his jean shorts, you know, he built pretty good, you know, no shirt, cigarette short hanging jean, out his mouth. Short jean shorts. Yeah, short jean yeah, shirts. Yeah, you know, yeah, cigarette yeah. hanging out his mouth out there shooting, you know, the yeah, yeah. the recurve. But it, it, it really uh, got me going. And, and, again, I shot my first deer at 14, walking down here on Deep Fork River, shot a doe spinder, and, oh, my gosh, I was hooked. Um, I mean, I had that doe in the back of that S10 truck for I don't know how long. I shot my first buck when I was 16, but anyway, to kind of go to where Buck Ventures started as rodeo on, um, done pretty good and, and this and that. And a guy right here in Oklahoma had a show um, uh, called The Real Outdoors. And, um, it was actually, lo- local, wasn't it? Local, local yeah. And we, we end up, uh, not to get into all the details, but just kind of going to work for him as a uh, percentage type deal and, and ended up uh, having her own show. I mean, what y'all might not know, Buck Ventures, that name, I had that name. It was called Buck Ventures Hunting Lease Opportunities. And I was in Northwest Oklahoma and I was actually with landowners and I was trying, I didn't have no money. I uh, was trying to find places to hunt and I would get those landowners and I'd lease their ground for them. And, you know, if you know anything about that kind of country, it's big land, so it might be 10,000 acres, and I would get 20% of whatever I could bring them. When, how old were you then? Oh, gosh, I was in my 20s. Um, like late 90s? Yeah, uh, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah, mid to late 90s when all this was taking place, and, uh, and I was um, making some money, but I would hold back some land, you know. That's just kind of where I started that deal stuff, that we right? still good do today, stuff. right? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd get that last yeah. little, you know, 400 acres over there. <clears throat> so when it all came about and it was time to start the show, I had this footage because I'd went and kind of filmed for this guy. Didn't know what I was doing, by the way. I was, the, I was that dad at Christmas that couldn't even stay focused on my kids, you know. You'd be like, oh, yeah, and, you know, the camera – but anyway, that was XL one days, GL two days. Y'all don't probably don't know, know what those cameras are. Big cameras. and um, Tape cameras. They, they yeah. don't even know what tape no. cameras are. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, y'all are old. Yeah, so, <laughs> so starting that, we just took that name. Already had that name, Buck Ventures Hunting Lease Opportunities. Brought it over to Buck Ventures. We got a local show, Buck Ventures, KSBI TV in Oklahoma City. I mean, my first sponsor, guys, was Midwest Wrecking. They knocked down houses and buildings. 
And uh, for somehow, they that was my first paid sponsor ever. And local was born. Um, we started down that day. I remember Mark Heights. I think y'all got to see a commercial. That they were sneaking up on some some trucks going through the woods. Mm, uh, yeah. Man, we were big league. I'm talking, as Jim Traver would say, we was big league back then. And, and um, anyway, that's where we were. And, and that and, was 2003, right? Well, that was probably, yeah, uh, we, you know, probably before 2003, a lot of this was happening. I didn't start the business until 2003. So in other words, there's a lot of these things were happening, I'm telling you. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, dang, I need to start this business. Gotcha. Which some of those commercials we need to resurface because we were watching them on on some old DVDs and they were hilarious. So we're definitely going to have to resurface some of those old commercials. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, man, it's come so far, guys. It's, uh, I mean, heck, I'm old now. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a while. So I guess with that, you kind of talked about Midwest Wrecking and their first, your first sponsor. I guess when you first started, how did you go about trying to get people to partner with you and kind of help? Because I know you, you weren't doing it full time at the time. No. You were still, I think, rodeoing and roofing and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think you wanted to do it. Well, and I tell you, Cole, it was hard because I was the type of guy that my dad had taught me to you go work for everything you get. And while work for me was calluses on your hand, it was a, a, you know, get on a roof, whatever that might be, and you get it done, you get paid. And then so for me to have to go and say, hey, I'm going to go hunting. Can you give me some money? Because I'm going to – I didn't even understand it. I mean, it was almost embarrassing and I was the type of guy that, uh, you know, they'd just go and, I mean, I'll just tell you, the first, uh, when we did make the transition to go national, because it kind of got in my blood. I mean, that's, you know, if you hear my testimony, maybe one day we can do that. But it's, you know, I, I got it out of whack. I got my life out of whack because I wanted this to work so bad. I was hunting and, you know, was getting to do this. And it, it was a dream. And... um but, I mean, we went on the – I think it was the men's channel was our first national TV. I don't probably even 2005 remember. 2005 or four? Uh, Probably 2004. Because you did local for one year, right? Yeah, That's well, and we it. kept doing local. But and then, but the men's channel, and, and it was somewhere along there. Do you all remember that channel at all? It would have been four because when I met you, it was in New Mexico yeah. in 04, and you were just going. Yeah. To, you were filming for the – Right, men's channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, heck, it was. Uh, I remember that year, guys. We had uh, we had Crimson Talon broadheads, <laughs> and I mean, they were giving us some packs of broadheads. Big that's money. what it was. Yeah, big money, and and but I was so caught up in wanting to do this, and again, I wasn't a rich boy by no means, and uh, married, and and um, you know, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a tough little gig. Well, I guess that so that was two thousand four ish, give or take, and then you met Daniel in two thousand four yeah, or five. We met in four, the fall of oh four. And how'd yeah, all how'd all that go down? <clears throat> I was actually guiding elk hunts in <coughs> New Mexico for an outfitter, and um, I never even heard of Jeff or nothing. I, you know, most of what you knew on TV was the, I mean, the typical uh, real tree and Drury's and Kiskies is about what you knew for the most part, and so. Um, well, I was at just, that time, Daniel Kiskies would have only been a part of Realtree. They were t- they did the taking the it to the extreme oh, DVD right. yeah, yeah, yeah. series, yeah. or, the, or mm-hmm. I'd say DVD, it's tape series because yeah. I still got them. Yeah. I got those along with the Drews. They they did have that taking the sure. extreme right when Lee and Tiffany first started, 
and they were, and that's before they were married. And she was Tiffany Profond or something. She, yeah. They were just on uh, Realtree. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I mean, that was about that same. I mean, I knew a, a few of that stuff for the most part. But um, and then, I, like I said, I was in New Mexico when Jeff showed up on a hunt for the outfitter that I was working for, and so oh, he was a dandy yeah. too. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole other podcast. Yeah, that was a. But you know, God works in mysterious ways. You know, what I mean, sometimes it's his. It's crazy how he. Some of those situations I look back that were bad led to some of the best yeah. things that ever happened to me. So, um, and I met Jeff there and guided him on elk hunt, and we actually just hit it off, um, you know, and then just game buddies. Well, and, and just to break this down, and again, another te- uh, <laughs> podcast for another testimony, but Daniel, I'll never forget. I mean, he smoked, he cussed like a dang, I ain't joking, like a sailor. and uh, Didn't have any teeth, right? But he was so... You know, you guys know him today, how focused he is and how what he wants he he goes after. And he's, um, you know, and that's the way he was then. It didn't take long to know that, man, he wanted, um, you know, he came from West Virginia and he had had been to guide school. He had pursued, he was pursuing his dream. So, you know, we roll into town and, and, um, you know, it was exactly what he wanted to do. I, I'll never forget, too, Dan. I don't remember. You remember you had that truck, and it smelled like rotten eggs. Something yeah. was wrong with the motor. It, no, it had. Uh, it was it was having trouble with a battery issue, and it, it was actually smoking. I mean, it was awful. It was wow. it was a it was a GMC uh, LTZ Red extended cab. You yeah. know, uh, that's what that was. That was the first truck. That's the first truck I ever bought on my own. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time ago. And I, Jeff's right. I wanted it so bad. I had actually, before I went and applied for hunting guide school, I'd actually sent letters to Primos and Realtree and everybody trying to do something mm, in the TV sure. business because that's really what I wanted to do. And then we couldn't find anything. And I actually went with a buddy to um, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, um, while we were in college. And they, <coughs> and they had uh, that outdoor show, obviously, the, you know, that's the biggest show in the country. And um, we found an outfitter there that was doing a guide school. And so me and a buddy just picked up and jetted to Montana in the middle of nowhere in guide school. Um, and that was in uh, 01 when I went to, to guide school. So that's how I got started. That's all I wanted to do. I knew. Mm-hmm. I grew up hunting and fishing, so for me it was – you know, even when I went to college, I went to school for rec and parks, you know, management. So I wanted something in the outdoor industry. And so, and then when I met Jeff and then we hit it off and I remember he told me I was in West Virginia and he said, nobody's ever going to take you serious living in West Virginia. And I lived in Illinois within 12 months. I picked up and moved to Illinois. No offense to anybody in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just the deer. You know what I mean? When you're there, you're not, nobody's going to take you serious because you're going to shoot 80 inch deer. And he was right. I mean, you're not going to be getting known by shooting 80 inch deer so and i couldn't afford back then hunting and outfitters wasn't as popular as it is now i mean i got my job guiding whitetail deer hunts by picking a little if you remember there used to be the ads in the back of a hunting magazine it was a big oh, yeah. deal mm-hmm. and so i called that outfitter that's how i got that job yeah. you know um uh, looking back it's crazy how much has changed but yeah well i mean i i think this too i mean i look back daniel and you know, we was talking about this the other day, you know, about get or done people, you know, is, is a compliment in a sense. But at the same time, I know that uh, you and I both, we set so hard what we wanted to do and and do it. But, but there was so much along the way that if I could go back, I would have done mm-hmm. so different. Uh, again, kind of back to where I talked about, well, go vanity of vanities of, of Solomon and when he's talking in Ecclesiastes is that, you know, I set out to 
shoot by sight, walk by faith on Second Corinthians five seven based on that. And I it became about me. It became guys so much about wanting not to fail and wanting to be somebody. And I think that is what we would tell everyone today is be so careful with that because our identity is in Christ. But at that time, I mean, I would have done anything. I mean, I, I set out to what I wanted to do, and I think even for you and Chancey and, and Ty is, is to, to, to share some wisdom with you guys. Be careful with that. Uh, God has your purpose. And, um, and again, you know, a lot of times people get complimented for that. You know what you wanted, and you went and got it. And uh, I would take that as a uh, a red, you know, a, a kick at me that I did things wrong like that. Well, I did a lot of that, just speaking of which, I mean, I wanted it so bad. Like I said, I picked up and moved. And I look back, and the sacrifices that my wife made that I put her through a lot of times mm-hmm. was, you know, was well, selfish hard on everybody. our part. I mean, that's what we were. Well, we and were I think <laughs> for me personally, I'm from West Virginia, grew up no money, you know, I mean, there's no mm-hmm. getting that story later. But everybody always told me I, I said I was going to go. I wanted to work in TV, and everybody told me I was crazy. Mm. You ain't never going to do it. Yeah. You know, go get a job somewhere. And I think that that drove me a lot of the time was just yeah. somebody tell me I can't do something. Right. I can relate to that for sure. Everybody kind of – it was a joke almost, especially even the first – That's right. The first hey, I got to stop just for a second. I, I, listeners, just hang on a second. But, Ty, would you go turn on the air conditioner? Like kick her down there pretty good, and then we can yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know, for me, I, 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 that was a really hard thing because it was they kind of even made jokes even after I went to guide school. Oh, it was kind of cool, and then I started filming for mm-hmm. pro staff. You know, when the, we had the pro staff, mm-hmm. um, and everybody making jokes. Of, Are those open? They uh, aren't. Took that over and get them. Uh, yeah. um, you know, just making jokes personally at me that it would never work, and I think I took that almost like you said too far. Sure, because you know I was. Well, I think that would be my deal to look at any of you guys out there is, um, you know, don't do that. That's a, it's not a good thing. It's, um, you know, I just having you three boys here and seeing you guys and you guys' work ethic and, and, uh, morals and stuff like that. And, you know, I know you guys know what you want too, but I would just, I would be where I would encourage you to make sure, uh, you know, especially Chancy with you, with a young wife, is to always consider her before yourself, because that's what the Lord tells us to do: is to put others first, and that's hard. Yeah, for sure. And like like Daniel, you know, I I kind of you know picked up and moved cross country to to chase a dream as well. Um, but I think the Lord blessed me with a wife that was ready to go with me. Um, you know, as soon as I you know mentioned, hey. You know, uh, kind of have this opportunity, but we'd have to move to Oklahoma. She, I mean, she just about didn't bat an eye. And yeah. and I tell people right now that you know, if if all this were to go away, I don't think I could, uh, you know, or, or take her back. I think yeah. she'd want to stay in Oklahoma. Well, regardless. what gets me about <laughs> Chancey by McKinley is, uh, you know, he's coming down, and we're looking for a place for him to stay. And you know, these old red dirt roads, you got to kind of get used to that. Mm-hmm. But she didn't. She rolled in, and she she almost said, "Is that? I don't think that's an up dirt road. We want to go further." And I guess to this day, she oh, still she eats loves it, up. it. She she or she loves it. I know she or she first rolled into town, and you know uh, we or we don't have any dirt roads, red dirt, you know, back yeah. in Indiana. Uh, but she rolled up, and you know the red dirt roads, the songs about it, all yeah. all, mm-hmm. all all this sort of stuff. She rolled up, and there, and you know, she saw the cars with all the red dirt, yeah. and she and, and she's like. 
I don't care where we live. I just want to be on a red dirt road. And I'm like, that is all right. Hilarious. Well, now we got three yeah. miles of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good woman. Yeah. Well, going back to even what y'all were talking about earlier, of kind of being selfish, I guess, you know, wanting to go get, you know, be something, I guess, or be someone. Um, you know, you grow up and people are always telling you, you know, go, go make something yourself or this or that. And, uh, yeah, it can be hard to, uh, hard to keep your priorities straight, which I know y'all, y'all talked about. And I even, I'm struggle with it too. Cause, um, yeah, I try to keep God first and it doesn't, it doesn't always happen. I know mm-hmm. we all, we all screw up, but you always think, man, if I could just go kill that one deer, mm-hmm. if I could go do this or that, if I could get that one job. So yeah, it's hard. Um, but God needs to be first. And again, it's not ever no. easy, easy to do, but, um, you know, if it wasn't for him, we I wouldn't be here. None of us would be here. So well, and I think Cole is just this group in here, and and then you know we extend to the Woodsman and and Buck Ventures family, whatever. Is the iron sharpens iron as as we have as one man sharpens another. Is uh, you know the accountability. I think that we have created. You know, actually God's done it with our group and and with us, and I think that is a special little deal that we have. Um, and you know, like I said, we do all screw up. It's um. We can all look left or right, and we're all in, in problems and here and there. And, you know, we deal with them all day. We, we have 300 and some pro staff on the, uh, the woodsman, and it's a privilege to be able to pray for so many. But at the same time, it's, it's a, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. Yeah, well, we'll go ahead, we're going to pivot back to, I guess, Buck Ventures. Uh, <coughs> so you talked about you talked about how, you know, first started, your companies were sending you broadheads and – Midwest Wrecking Company was, I guess, your title sponsor. Um, and I guess what, for Buck Ventures, what was the big break that got it through to, I guess, kind of where it is today um, to take that next step up? And now it's obviously we all do it full time. It's our job. We make a pretty good living at it. And um, what was well, the big break there? probably, Cole. I mean, it was uh, there was not just one, but, I mean, I remember, you know, a Limitrax. <laughs> A Limitrax uh, friend of mine, Scott Whitlock, he he believed in us somewhat, but at the time we were getting like fifteen thousand dollars, and he was the title sponsor. And uh, I just wasn't very good. I almost let everybody dictate what they paid us. And I mean, if they again, I was I was at a point where I hadn't I hadn't convinced myself that we were worth anything. You know, like I said, you go roof a house and you get ten grand because you go up there and work your tail end off. I mean, that's easy. You know, that's that's. We did something, you pay us. But um, so there was a point. Do you guys remember Pradco? Mm-hmm. So Pradco at the time they owned um, Night Rifles, Carry Light Decoys, um, Summit Tree Stands, Moultrie, Code Blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, help me. Anybody else? Um, anyway, I mean, you had That's Tony it. Smotherman over there with Night Rifles. We had uh, um, Steve Lambeth with Code Blue. Anyway. The breakthrough was with Mike. Um, he was running night rifles. Mike, uh, he lives in Iowa. Gosh, Mike, I know if you're listening, I can't remember your last name for some reason. Good, good, end up a good friend, but he give us. He came on board, Cole, for twenty thousand dollars for a commercial spot with night rifles. And what happened is, we had a little snowball effect happen. And night rifles, and and then the rest of the Pratco company kind of come on. And and you guys may not know, but one of their offices was up in Fort Smith, so it was a couple hours away. And mm-hmm. and 
that was, I would say, probably Daniel, our break. That was Mike Matley. Yeah, Mike Matley. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, I that think was... that was our break to, and again, you're looking at, you know, our operations now, just to break even, I, I don't want to say the number out loud, but you guys know kind of what number that is. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, I think there was a time I remember getting to like $140,000 of income, and we were doing good. Um, and, you know, I just never knew how to work doing something else and then do Buck Ventures, and that's where probably me and Tracy struggled at times too is because I just, I'm going to go do Buck Ventures. If we're going to do it, let's do it. And uh, the, gosh, the garage days. I mean, I think I hired Daniel the first time when you came down here, Daniel. Was you were like twenty eight thousand dollars? I don't was, even remember. Yeah, it wasn't very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that puts it in perspective a little that bit. Was one hundred forty grand from like total from all your sponsors, and, and now it probably wouldn't even pay for production <coughs> costs. No, no, no. It's. Uh, but back then, yeah. Yeah, and you know, and and you're looking at. Uh, yeah, it just, I mean, it was basically guys robbing Peter to pay ball. Now, I'll tell you this is where money did still happen, was I was still leasing some of that ground and subleasing it, and I was making a little bit of money there doing that. But, yeah, for the most part, I mean, heck, you guys, you know, we started in my garage, my, or it's a, it wasn't a garage, it was a garage turned into a whatever, a den, and we had a little old foreign girl in there, our first secretary, because that's one thing that I believed in is to make it a real business, make it an office, not be a host with a cell camera. And we started right there in my garage, and then once we got big league, back to Jim Traver's term, we moved into a rented office over here, $400 a month, and we was barely making. It's an nail salon now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to a, it was an ice cream shop. Yeah. It's been a couple of different uh-huh. things over there, but yeah, that's it was a, it was. And that's where that's yeah. where uh, when I moved down here, that's where we were at. So so where did y'all, you know, Cole Chancy, where where did y'all, you know, did y'all just want to film? It was or you know where did y'all see Buck Ventures? And obviously, you probably a lot of people really noticed me on Major League Bow Hunter when I started that show in 2010. You know, what what that look like for y'all? Well, I'll just tell you, uh, growing up, I always knew that I wanted to be in the hunting industry. And that's just kind of one of those deals, kind of like Daniel said, you know, it was kind of a joke to a lot of people. Uh, you know, I mean, I was I was young, and, I, you know, I, I, I remember telling my teachers, you know, I, I want to be on, in the hunting industry, I want to be in the outdoor industry. And I would literally get laughed at and said, that's not a real job. Uh, you know, so as far as Buck Ventures goes, you know, that's that's how I learned how to hunt. So watching TV, watching Buck Ventures, watching Major, Major League Bowhunter back in the day when Jeff was on it, you know, that's how I learned to hunt because, you know, my dad wasn't a hunter. Uh, I didn't have anybody that was, uh, you know, uh, in my family that went out and took me hunting. Uh, it was just kind of my, I was kind of the, you know, the black sheep of the family, I guess you could say. Uh, but, um, I remember watching major league bow hunter, uh, you know, learning all the things, just like you said, you know, I, I learned how to play the wind, all that sort of thing. I remember, uh, in seminar in, in high school, watching the woodsman on MOTV or carbon TV and watching Daniel shoot freak, you know? Uh, so I've always been a real, you know, a big fan of buck ventures all the way through. 
And then, you let me know, ask you this: Stop you there. I mean, why yeah. was it just? Was it real to you? Yeah. Obviously, we're not the biggest name. Whatever. What I've heard a lot of people say that just kind of like, man, y'all are just real, really hunting. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, watching you and and especially like 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 the Wallahatchie. I remember watching episodes with you know you watching the Wallahatchie, and I I just re- re- remember thinking, man, if I could just hunt a uh, you know a ranch like that, that would be awesome. And you and, it this and, and it's it's all just come full circle. So it's it's just a really cool deal. But you know what what really drew me, I, I guess to to you know you got what was the education part of it because. Uh, like I said, I learned how to hunt through, you know, watching TV and basically I would just watch and whoever was, you know, killing the big deer, I would try to learn and, you know, see how they're setting up. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's one part of, of, you know, uh, the show back in the day is, you know, you really outlined it. I learned a whole lot. Um, and then, you know, obviously Buck Finchers in that mix too. Mm. Um, but but yeah, so I'm in, you know. Well, that's the inspiration, even as we're going right now, to to make sure that we continue down that line. A hundred percent. You know, yeah. um, I don't think we're the best entertainers by so far. You know, I mean, obviously, if you want to get entertained, you can watch Waddell and you know people like that. But I think the education part is that we do have such you know a little bit of knack for it, and I think that's where we the inspiration of just that of the stick to that. You know. Yeah, and and just being real, like mm. like it, it just it didn't seem like anything was really forced or like, mm. hey, look at me. It was just real, and I and I could I could re- like, you know, in a really small way, I guess I could kind of relate to that, mm. you know, and sure. in in a sense. Um, but but yeah, so basically, how I got I got here is, uh, you know, throughout high school, obviously knew that I want to be in the hunting industry, so. I just kind of grinded a little bit. I would sneak into the ATA shows and just try to network with, with as many people mm. as possible. Um, you know, was able to shake hands, uh, met John Boykin, uh, which had a ha, or had a tie with with Buck Ventures through Clayton and all that good stuff. And you know, opportunity came to come and, yeah. and, and, you, and, you, and you film for Daniel. It, didn't you? And uh, it was I, yeah, it was, that's a that's a rough one. First one, yeah. Film for. First one, yeah. first yeah. one, right. or jump in yeah. and film Daniel. Right. The poor guy didn't know how to climb a fence. Right. <laughs> that's actually a fact. Oh man, so, that, well, that's funny. And it's yeah. funny, Daniel, because Chancey, we've kind of thrown him to the woods in every yeah. way, from from starting him off filming you to uh, you know no driving forty foot uh, gooseneck trailers and tractors and things yeah. that he had probably seen on line, mm. but he'd never done. Oh, yeah. 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 What about you, Cole? Yeah, so uh, kind of similar. Grew, just grew up watching, you know, my life was pretty much consumed with sports and hunting. Uh, Dad started taking me hunting when I was three. I think I shot my first year when I was four. So I always loved the outdoors. I started getting older. You know, I started watching TV shows, Buck Ventures, obviously Major League Bow Hunter. Um, and hunting was always one of my favorite things to do, but sports kind of took over, especially when I got into junior high and high school. Uh, so hunting was more, you know, a weekend thing. If I had a weekend, I'd run down with my dad to the deer lease, um, and hunting. Then my buddies, we, we all loved hunting. So dove hunting, deer hunting, whatever it was, we'd go do it. Um, yeah. So again, just grew up watching you and, um, you know, obviously Buck Ventures and other juries and all them too. But, uh, I knew y'all were closer to me. Uh, and I, I, I liked that. And y'all didn't, y'all didn't really hunt Texas. I didn't, that kind of hurt my feelings. So y'all were more Oklahoma, Kansas. <laughs> When's and, the last uh, <laughs> time you hunted Texas? Well, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Um, 
But anyway, yeah, I got uh, after high school, I decided to go to school, go to college. And um, I think it was my going into my senior year, y'all started the uh, pro staff back up. I applied because I, when I was younger, I always, always had a video camera with me. My dad, uh-huh. he just kind of ingrained that in me because he always had one, whether we were hunting or he was filming my sporting well, that, events that or whatever. That actually is funny to me now that you mentioned because I didn't know that about Chris. Mm-hmm. Because now, I don't think he's had a video camera no, he don't, since I've known him. No. Well, and if you go back and watch it, he didn't know what he was doing. He just We just I always had one and uh, always filming deer uh, or sporting events or we got Christmas videos or whatever it was. He's He always had a camera. And then as I got into high school and then especially into college, I just really wanted to film. I just kind of, I guess, fell in love with that aspect of it. Um, and then I had a lot more free time in college, so I got to hunt a lot more actually got on some leases in Kansas, uh, and we had a big lease out in Texas, and that's where I kind of learned the most, just go out and do it. And I, mm-hmm. you know, watched a lot of YouTube videos, um, but just got out and started learning. And then, like I said, going into my senior year, you'll open the pro staff back up. Uh, I joined it, and then I guess it was four months later, I have to, had to have an internship to graduate college. And, yeah, I remember uh, that phone call. Yeah. And I, uh, I just said, hey, Jeff, I don't know if you'll do this, but I need an internship to graduate. And, and what was your degree? My degree was sport management. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we manage deer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're managing something. So uh, anyway, I asked Jeff, and I said, is that something y'all do? And I think he said, well, not really, but come on down and we'll figure it out. I was just thinking some cheap labor. Yeah, he wanted cheap labor. And then um, <clears throat> somehow my department signed off on it. I don't think they knew I was going to come down and – Hunt and film. And so, in a sense, I've never even thought about it till just now. Texas A and M's part of Buck Ventures, in a sense. In a sense, yeah. We need, a, yeah, we could. They got some money. They need yeah. a title sponsor. There you go. I'd, I'd take it. But anyway, that was in. Uh, I think my first day working here was January tenth, two thousand nineteen, and then uh, interned until I graduated in April. And y'all never told me to leave, so. That was and then you shot a booner off my farm this year. Yeah, now you're letting me shoot the biggest deer we got, which is hey, I'll take it. But hey, he was cheap and single. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff won't let, won't let me have a girlfriend. He won't let me get a wife. He won't let me do nothing. Won't That's let me get a dog. True. That's not. I won't let him get a dog. I, I mean, he's not taking a dog with me. He, if he gets a dog, you probably see him film somebody else. Because hey, just so you know. He's been in cahoots with McKinley now. That's right. So he so he wants to he's, get a dog, and whenever he's gone, he wants the dog to be at my well, house. Well, he probably needs to start talking mm. to you a little bit, <laughs> too, about that. Figured. Yeah. Well, usually yeah. if I'm gone, he's gone, though. So you got to talk to his wife. She yeah. said she'd watch him any time oh, I was gone. Oh, she's all over it. Yeah, you but, won't yeah. have a deer left on your place. Uh, yeah. We, we'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But, yeah, that's kind of how I got here, and <coughs> um, this is my going on my fifth year, so... Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's been um, – it truly has just been a – you know, present day is unbelievable where God has, has brought it um, and the platform that we have, um, you know, fixing to go into Wounded Warrior Hunt and, and just being a part of something like that and, you know, making other dreams come true. I mean, that's one thing that I look that uh, – where things can have a snowball effect um, – you know, we did start out Buck Ventures on Walk by Faith, Not by Sight. And though we've gotten off many times, 
you know, as it's went, God has used it in so many ways. And even telling, you know, listening to you guys' story, and I mean, that was y'all's dream, and here you are today, and, you know, um, hopefully you're here forever. You know, it's uh, one thing that I like with our group and our stuff is, you know, it's not mine, it's not Daniel's, it's ours. Um, and I just want it to make a difference. And, and uh, I think God has really done that. And I, I really love our core group. I think y'all were brought here. You know, you didn't end up here accidentally. Um, I know God is a sovereign God. And, and uh, so here we go. I mean, I think the the best the, the is yet to come, Lord willing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now just kind of going into, we'll just pivot into what we're, what's going on now and when this, and we'll get into some deeper stuff next time. But, um, yeah, we got a lot going on uh, for the, this is our 20, or y'all's 20th anniversary uh, for Buck Ventures. We have now switched to Outdoor Channel. You're on Sportsman for, again, I don't know, it's 15 years or yeah. something, 14. Um, now we're on Outdoor Channel. And with the Woodsman, our pro staff, which we hadn't really even said what that is, that's basically we've got 300 people all over the country um, who are part of our pro staff. What's that, 34 states now, Chancey, or what? Where I, think are we it, I think it's 37, if I'm not mistaken. I got you. Uh, so we have a broad, broad we got a lot scope. of people, yeah. Um, and they come. we got a big meeting every year. They come, and we're, they're filming for a show we call The Woodsman, <coughs> uh, which has been on Mountdoor TV, and now – um, going into this summer, it's going to be a national show on Sportsman Channel. It's going to take, I think, our place, um, the Buck Venture spot, and then they'll also be on my outdoor TV too. So um, we have 46 episodes to produce this year. 46. It's come a long way, 46, 46 episodes. And, you know, I, I do want to say this is, you know, we talked about our breaks and stuff, but, I mean, even Daniel and I, you know, Academy Sports and Outdoors, I mean, when that came about, and, and I have to give kudos to Realtree. Um, Realtree, uh, we've been with for a long, long time, and we have great friends over there. And Realtree helped us facilitate that relationship with Academy Sports and Outdoors. And, you know, again, we've talked about where we came from and about me roofing and be able to take money, but me going to someone and truly believing in ourselves that we're worth this kind of money. And when we went to Academy, that negotiation and that deal was off the charts. I mean, that's now been seven, eight years ago. Um, that it was they, doing a big change in our lives. Yeah, for the most yeah. Part. We were coming second, back to Buck Ventures. Yeah, and we were basically revamping what it was because mm-hmm. you were coming back from Major League Bow Hunter, mm-hmm. and it was it was a huge time. And what I felt like that was yeah. that was the big life changing moment as far as a lot of those breaks come along the way, but that was the biggest change. Well, and just the people in believing who, in us, Daniel. I mean, you know, you take uh, Academy, you take Realtree, National Land. Mm-hmm. National Land has really believed in us. I mean, Ronnie Richardson has just been an unbelievable part now of, of our stuff and, and people that, that know, believe in us, but they believe in Buck Ventures and that brand and, and what we are. And Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel. They've been a big part. Yeah. They have believed in us. Um, there's just so many along the way. GSM is a huge partner of ours. Um, you know, it just goes on and on. We got so many um, new ones and, and um, so many we've been with a, a part of. Botech's been with us now for three years. Well, but, CBA, we've been there for a long, oh, long yeah, time. Oh, yeah, CBA. Realtree was a big part of that, too. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, that's when Realtree believed in us. I can remember we started the academy, and yeah. I can remember we were at SHOT Show. They walked down there with us to the CBA booth, and 
yeah. introduced us and got us going with CBA, and we've been with them a long time, yeah. too. And we've probably been them one of our longest-standing sponsors at the current moment, probably. Sure. Probably is, man. Yeah, I think so, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, But, yeah, it's um, – I just – you know, talking about present day, it is um, – it's just unbelievable where we're at. And like I said, the, the woodsman guys, I just got to give a, a hats off to these guys. These guys are out there busting their tail, uh, getting national land or uh, getting national footage for that, the woodsman show, getting my outdoor TV footage. Um, and uh, just super proud to have them on board. And then, you know, heck, we ain't even talked about now we are doing more guys of, uh, of, Taking people hunting uh, from cancer patients to um, veterans and vet, veterans, war, yeah, warriors, uh, first you know, supporters, first responders, whatever it might be. Just people again, basically boils down to this: is sharing Christ with who we can, and giving back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just went, which we're going on the hunt next Tuesday. We just got back from Indiana, got to surprise a uh, a veteran out there um, with a helicopter hawk hunt. That's something we never done. It's gonna be. Mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty excited for it. Are you going? I didn't. I guess not. <laughs> I wish. So just so you know, one of our big sponsors is Five Seven Equipment, and uh, Daniel actually is uh, uh, helps run it, or uh, maybe not helps run it. He he pretty much runs that deal. Um, so he's part of that too. So Five Seven Equipment is a, a sponsor of uh, Buck Ventures and the Woodsman. So. Thanks for that, Daniel. And um, he misses out on some stuff. Yeah, man. he does have to miss out. <laughs> I on missed some out stuff. on. Indi- I was a little bummed about NWTF this <laughs> yeah, week. I by wish the he could have went in my place. I just that's always been one of my favorite shows. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, yeah. So again, we got forty six episodes. Kind of what we're about to start doing, I believe, is um, besides production stuff, um, we're about to start working on the farms, get tractors up, especially our Jeff's Kansas farms. That's kind of where. Uh, over the last couple of years, our focus has really shifted to <coughs> land management side on that part, not leasing land, but having your own land, having no cattle on it, controlling everything that happens, which is, I think it's, you can see a difference too, because we've mm. been fairly successful on it. Well, and I think that's what keeps me sane, truly, Cole, is things that we've been through and everything, but just having that land and being out there to go stretch my legs on it and run some tractors, and, and uh, it's just... Uh, you know, you guys are a big part of that, but I, th- I think that's what I, I love the most anymore um, is getting out there. And, I mean, heck, I'll just say this, guys. I mean, we're not done by any means. I mean, we have come a long ways, um, but we are here to put a bigger dent in um, in the outdoors and to give back in every way. We are fixing to go on a rampage of taking people um, less fortunate, whatever that is, whatever that looks like, and sharing the gospel with people. It's going to be a fun, fun time there. We're, we're going to, our farms are looking better than ever. We're going to be shooting bigger bucks, I believe. Um, we have some unbelievable field producers. We have uh, unbelievable, I mean, heck, me and Daniel's going on a monster hunt this year in New Mexico um, with national land. Uh, again, Ronnie Richardson helped us out with that. Uh, looking real forward to that. I, uh, we got to get in shape. Daniel. You just have two tags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dang it. This is kind of going to be the year of uh, just Daniel and I. I'm excited too. Like I got Daniel, local ground. Daniel had his year last year. He had a good year last year. I mean, I had a good year last year. We should do. I mean, years like that. we need that every year. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, five seven about went under business. I went out of business this year because Daniel hunted so much. 
Well, that's not really the, the, the in fairness. I did kill pretty early and come home. The thing that hurt a little bit was having to do them shows, the TYM deals and the Coyote deals, and being gone those weeks piled up on top of it didn't help. He's her. already yeah. made me excuses. I think hey, you I, hunted what like seven, fifteen days total. I only hunted about fifteen, and he days killed total. four bucks. I mean, I didn't hunt that much. It's it seemed like, but because I was gone for the I'd have to look deal. at those days. I don't believe that. <laughs> We killed in Kentucky on the third day. We did kill in Oklahoma on the second day of bow hunting. Killed on the opening day of rifle and come around and come right back. Yeah, but you're missing all the muzzleloader days and everything. Well, yeah. So the muzzleloader days that we hunted, we hunted five days of muzzleloader. We all left a little early. Remember, we had bad weather and come home because it was awful. So we we came home. We'll go uh, back. We'll go prove it. We'll go see. We'll go add it up. Hey, ask my cameraman who was always hunting, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know anything about I plead that. The, I plead the fifth yeah, yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, I guess shed season's somewhat coming around the corner. I know, again, we, whether it's right or wrong, there's people out now, and heck, probably 60%, 50 or 60% of our deer are still holding. I, I think I, they're jumping the gun, and a lot of, I ain't saying up north or not, but like, yeah, I was looking at cameras last night, and I think we're 75 to 80% deer hanging on. I mean, Caddy got his b- both sides. I mean, mainly, again, there's a few that's dropped that, that aren't, you know, healthy type deer, but I just think it's I think We've got some angles of the Caddy buck lately. He looks pretty good. Yeah. He's he's, he's lost a lot of weight. He, he has. That is yeah. one thing I noticed. But Well, I think there's, just before we end, there's, I think there's people hurting their properties right now and just going in and trudging and putting pressure on deer that still have their antlers. Trying I mean, to find I guess again, it's what what everybody wants yeah, to do. And what, and what, you know, they if they want. got another place, but these yeah, these sanctuaries on our places, I just I just want to do it once, and um, I want to wait. And like I said, I think that's why these these trail cameras that we're running. Um, one thing that I did want to I'll just mention, and we can get into that. Uh, I feel like we've put a little pressure. I've talked to you a little bit about. I thought we put a little pressure on some of our bucks that don't like the trail cameras. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got the bucks that. Uh, don't mind them. I think Caddy's one of them that don't really mind. I think the buck you shot, even though he was probably four, I think he it bothered him a bump. Oh, I got I got video. We put a new camera out on video, mm-hmm. and he every video of him is him just looking at it and then backing up. So yeah. I mean, we got several deer like that. They they see a trail camera, it, it bothers them. Well, and, it, and it's it's funny that it seems like different deer have d- different personalities. Sure. Like like the Jaylee buck, for instance. I mean, he's he sticks his head in here, here, here and there. I've not had him on camera at my place for a couple months, but uh, the girls saw him. I didn't, or I didn't tell you that the girls saw him a couple of days ago, broad daylight, hmm. uh, like fifty yards to the east of my fence line. Yeah. So he, so he's around. He's just not p- poking. His well, head I really in, want you know? to uh, go into some test mode this year. Is uh, on that. I've been thinking a lot about it, putting these cameras. Every camera that we have this year in those areas, I want to put high. And just try them on just so it ain't eye level and just making it whatever. So, um, I, I definitely that's something that's been on my mind because all I do is sit and think about deer a lot. So, and we'll dive into all that next podcast we do. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure out. Well, Cole, we finally got the podcast. We going. finally got it. Two years later, I finally just took the money and bought it. <laughs> I don't even I know if I told Jeff. I think I just bought it, but I think it'll be good. Yeah, that didn't happen, by the way. So, but no, we do have it, and it, I don't know if it works good, but it looks pretty there with all them colors on that deal. And yeah, I don't even know how to run. I'm just 
Yeah. I'm kind of looking at levels. I think it's right. We'll see once we get it on the computer. But you haven't hit any buttons, so I'm no. not sure what you're doing. Well, I, I mean, I, I got all kinds of stuff I could give you. I mean, we got we got Michael Scott. I don't know if it'll play. Yeah, it's not gonna play. That's about. Yeah. Oh, wait, I got the wrong one. Uh, no, no. Y'all can't no! even hear. Y'all don't, y'all don't have headphones. <laughs> we don't have headphones. <laughs> we can't even hear. I got all kinds of buttons over here I can play with. But um, no, I think. I think that's good for a first one. Just kind of introduce, um, mm-hmm. you know, the backstory of Buck Ventures, how it started, um, kind of where where it is today, and you know, we'll. I, I wouldn't say that we really have a. We're going to do our best to have a plan. You know, maybe once every week or once every two weeks, kind of release one. Uh, no guarantees because sometimes the schedule can. But get we crazy. are going to try to stay somewhat we're stay consistent. consistent yeah. um, and you know we we're gonna try to pick some topics and bring some people in here that I, stuff that I want to learn on. Um, I mean, just to to name a few that we might do, we might do some land uh, habitat stuff with mm-hmm. some people. We might, um, you know, just digging in. I mean, you know, topics that people might want to talk about and and things really that I want to learn. And and that is going to be the, the 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 prime deal is learning. Um, whatever that is, and maybe even Cole I, uh, digging into some camera stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That'd be right in my alley. And then if anybody has something they'd like to know, you know, send us a message or leave a comment and we'll look at it. And if it's something we think could apply to a fairly wide group or audience, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll well, and this we year, want. guys, is our 20th anniversary. We're going to be doing a lot of vintage stuff this year from old stuff, from Daniel and I, and even the the girls, as they they were growing up, they grew up with Buck Ventures, and uh, from the old Buck Ventures song, if you never heard it, and and just um, I just uh, I it was just cool stuff, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll play it probably next show. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll have a way to play it when we get on here. But yeah. um, well, do you have anything you got to walk by faith outro? You kind of want to do? It's probably how we'll start ending mm-hmm. all of these is. That, yeah. So that is, Jeff, one question I did have because, you know, a lot of people, you know, correlate Buck Ventures with, or with you know, the tagline, shoot by sight, walk by faith. Mm-hmm. Um, when when did – so was, so was that tagline? Was that uh, – ha- or did you have that throughout the whole – since 2020 or, or th- since 2003? Or, yeah, how, so or how did it, that come about? It was. It was, Chancey, it was – it wasn't associated with Buck Ventures hunting lease opportunities, but when we started the show – you know, our graphic design artist back then was a was my first cousin, Mark Danker. And um, he designed, I, you know, I don't know if y'all even, maybe we can bring back some of those logos, the V logo with the mm-hmm. the, the yep. deal. And there was a really, remember the, the T-shirt that he designed that had the four logos that made the cross. I still got it. So yeah, that's a I really every, cool one. We, I definitely want to show that. that. But, yeah, he came up and just said, hey, what do you like? Do you like this? Shoot by sidewalk with faith. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's unreal. And uh, so, so again, the Second Corinthians, which Second Corinthians five seven says, "Walk by faith, not by sight." And um, you know, it seems real simple, but really, anybody that sits in front of the Bible and and and, and looks at that and and meditates on that, I mean, you know, it's easy. Tangible stuff's easy for us, but truly walking by faith, and, and you know, that is, um, you know, kind of going to the walk by faith today is this is that. You know, without Christ, we are nothing. And um, walking by faith is um, it's clinging to the cross. You know, 
works doesn't get us to heaven. It's like this. It's like the thief on the cross, right? It's you got Jesus hanging in the middle, and you got the two other. And remember, the the one thief says, "What? Why are y'all doing this to him? What are you doing?" And he looks at Jesus and he says, "You know, remember me today." And he said, "You will be with me in paradise." And so everything that that I might have done that maybe looks good from the outside, or even Ryan Tabor, who's a pastor, or whoever that might be, anything that those people have ever done that looks good, that, oh, man, if anybody's going to heaven, it's him. No, that's not how it works. Ryan Tabor's no better than the thief on the cross because it's the faith in Christ. And that's what walk by faith is. It's our faith clinging to Christ, knowing that we are we're filthy rags, even anything that we look like it's been good. So it is all about Christ. And that's not easy, as we know, to to put ourselves and, and and to say that we are filthy rags. And that walking by faith, that, that should be our goal to put him out front in everything that we do. And and uh, you know, every deer that we've shot, it's it's not like that I go around praying for a big deer as God help me shoot this deer, but but when I do shoot a big deer, I do know this that Everything good is from above. That's what the Bible says, and we know that's the truth. So that is that's good, and so God is in control, and, and that is what we use. So so yeah, Chancey, to answer your question is it's come a long ways because you know I I was so selfish. I was so had white knuckles, my hand on the steering wheel, and and so many times, not just once, but it's kind of like my testimony signing a blank piece of paper back in the day, and. And I've had to sign that blank piece of paper in a sense over and over and over again. Um, so again, walk by faith is something that we have to strive for each and every day. Yep, that's awesome. Well, is that it? Is that all we got? Y'all talked out. <clears throat> I reckon. <laughs> ding ding ding. All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, listening to the first episode of Between the Brows, presented by Nobody at the moment. We'll figure that out later. Between the brows. Between the brows. Um, hope you enjoyed it. You'll be able to hear us on uh, YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the probably all the major um, places you'll be able to hear us. So, um, yeah, until then, um, remember, as we always say, shoot by sight and walk by faith.